Hi, this is Glenn McLennan, creator of The Weird Reception, immersive story anthology. In this podcast, I'm going to talk about music and sound design for the project with composer Maxwell Sterling, with the goal of helping filmmakers and immersive storytellers with their projects. Hey, Maxwell, how you doing? Doing very well, Glenn. How about yourself? Good, good. So today we're here to talk about the graphic novel Father Joseph's Wager from The Weird Deception. And for the folks listening who don't know, Father Joseph's Wager is the origin story for The Weird Deception. It talks about um, an exorcist priest uh, named Father Joseph who goes to this remote town uh, in medieval Ethiopia to try to save the town from a demon who's possessing the locals. And things don't go well. And from the incident that occurs, the whole legend of the werewolves begins. And their thousand-year reign of terror starts from that moment. Today, we're going to talk with Maxwell about how he came up with it and the, the stages in doing it. Maxwell, uh, let's tell me, what were your initial thoughts when we started talking about Father Joseph's Wager? Well, I was really excited by the graphic novel itself and, and the, the narrative and um, that, you, that you'd shared with me and, uh, you know, instantly felt quite inspired by it and certain things came to mind. Um, but I think, from, you know, from the early stages, I was aware, like, like you just said, um, that we w- I wanted to give the music some kind of cultural or ethnic flavors, but without kind of... Um, over adding over egging the pudding so to speak you know not not kind of putting in um too many things that would that would kind of that would um make it feel too of a certain time because i guess um initially um you know with well overall with with the weird deception it's i wanted to create music that that felt um quite uh cohesive like it was all one body of music but yet had um you know for each incident that it has its own flavor so for this one um yeah in, i was instantly inspired and uh really i thought you know i want to pare this down to maybe four or five instruments in total four or five different sounds um so that was my starting point now did you have any references because like one thing uh, with Ethiopia in general is that I found there aren't a ton of great resources like for history and like, you know, imagery and whatnot. Did you have any resources for, you know, Ethiopian music in general and especially like historical music? Mm, good question. Well, <laughs> I'm thinking back. Um, I don't recall. I think generally what the, the research... Um, that I did was was more about the actual um, the history uh, and you know a general understanding of certain instruments, but I don't really recall uh, taking much inspiration directly from um, Ethiopian music. And and I guess I, I was concerned about creating something that felt authentic, but I didn't want it to. I didn't necessarily want it to be. Um, didn't have to feel too genuine. I wanted a, you know a slight flavor of of, of uh, Ethiopian music. So I think when I for inspiration, um, for me personally, it was more about the, the mood. I was searching for things, li- listening to certain music uh, that I think you, you know, Glenn had, had uh, shared with me, and, and really, um, yeah, for this one, I was more concerned about the the, the underlying mood because I, f- I feel like it was such an important piece to um, to really kind of nail the 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 tone of it, as opposed to the actual color, so to speak. So 
Right. Um, I think, uh, yeah, like I said, it was, it was more, it was more the mood I was focused on. Yeah. And I think when we were talking about it initially, that really was the priority. And, you know, anybody who's working on a piece, you know, folks listening to this are, you know, probably are working on some, you know, a film or, uh, you know, online project and say the soundtrack. And if there's any sort of, um, piece where you're trying to imbue like some cultural texture to it, you have to make the choice. Like how are you really going for authentic? Like, is this supposed to be a piece from that era or are you just trying to add flavor to it? And I think we made the decision and I think rightly so is that it's a flavor, you know, but it's not literally trying to be, Oh, this is a piece of music from medieval Ethiopia. I mean, one thing is I don't think a lot of folks would know what that sounds like. Um, uh, and two, it wasn't really the purpose of the piece. Like, as you said, you know, you're setting a tone. It's the origin story. So it's a very important piece. So it has to have the right, the right vibe. Um, and it would be, I think, kind of false to say, oh, we're going to make something that's so authentic or whatever. And telling an audience, for the most part, who wouldn't even know what that is. And we're, we're trying to passing ourselves off as that. And I think that wouldn't be true to it. But at the same time, we did want to sort of um, give a nod to it because, I mean, Ethiopia is such an amazing country and like one of the fun things in this project is sort of sharing a little bit of uh, you know a little taste of what uh, the country has to offer um, but but yeah I think in the end like when I was asking you as a filmmaker what to do it was more about you know being evocative but not being literal you know and and I, how did you strike that balance like what was the what were some of the things you did or are there films that you referenced to sort of get that? Cause you know, a lot of people try to do this and so often it comes off as fake and sort of like trying too hard, you know, um, an example, I mean, a lot of people like this, but like Koyana Skotsi, uh, you know, and those films, Koyana Skotsi, uh, like they, I think they're effective in one sense, but they hit you over the head. Look how, listen to how multicultural we are. And it's sort of, I, I feel sort of is almost insulting those, to those cultures, you know, but how did you, I, cause I feel like you're, you found a great balance and how did you do that? Mm, oh, thank you. Well, I guess it was, um, for me, it was again, going back to the idea of just adding a, a flavor. So I think it was using, I want to use instruments and sounds that, that almost could, you know, they, they could, you would, you would find them in a, um, you know, maybe traditional piece of Ethiopian music, but um, let's say, for instance, you know, I, I knew that the, there should be instruments that would have the sound of kind of, of strings or, or of, of um, animal, you know, um, skins and percussion. So I, I wanted, you know, I, I used, um, yeah, I used a couple of things like um, some different plucked instruments, um, but I guess ultimately I was, I wanted to, or, I think, you know, in hindsight, I wanted to kind of treat this past story almost in a kind of science fiction way that you would kind of maybe um, almost try and predict the future. So in a way, I was trying to um, create a sound that that, it, that is almost kind of a futuristic version of that. So, so you know, things may be a little bit more hyped up, um, which I... I so, for instance, you know, I, I use uh, in, in the piece of music that, that, that is, is used... 
there's um it's very kind of low ominous string sound which is you know it's like the uh the sound of i i guess like 20 cellos and and um and, and double basses and i guess um you know i wanted that to be this kind of low um kind of kind of uh, kind of belly of the piece that, that's kind of just it's constantly churning out this uh low ominous sound but i with that i kind of coupled it with a with a low synth which of course you would never ever find in in um you know um ethiopian music from from 12 12 you know ad um so it for me it was really kind of trying to always try to serve the the emotional uh content of the piece so really i thought well you know if, if i use these strings plus this synth plus some sound design the effect of that will probably be greater than just one one particular um sound source so yeah it, it for me it was really using couple of things like uh, some, some drum sounds and uh, a plucked instrument, which I think in the end what I used was a sort of hybrid sound of um, almost kind of like a lute, uh, which had kind of the attack of, of, of a lute, but then also with the um, sustain of a guitar and perhaps also like a muted piano. So it was really kind of creating the sound that... A very scary loop. A very scary loop, definitely. You know, it's, and it, but it's almost like creating like a deja vu. It's like, I think I've heard this before, but I don't know exactly what, when I've heard it. Right. So yeah, that was that. And I guess um, this maybe feeds into a larger uh, uh, question too. But I guess, you know, for me, it's always that thing about, well, you have these sounds, but then how are you then going to treat them too? So, you know, a lot yeah. with this piece, you know, I, I really liked, I did a lot of kind of post-production stuff to it too. So um, a lot of the sounds you don't hear uh, kind of, na- they're, they're artificially enhanced. So for instance, the the quite scary uh, lute sound is is being uh, played through through a, a tape loop, you know, through, through a, a delay, which basically, you know, I, I use as a tool for enhancing, but also for kind of, um, you know, when it's set in a certain way, you know, a, a delay like that um, with its subtle kind of pitch uh, warbling creates almost kind of ghostly kind of whisper, which I thought was, again, kind of um, a nice way of adding a layer of kind of on top of that kind of ominous uh, bass, you know, it was adding this kind of slightly sort of um, forewarning kind of ghostly um, uh, kind of higher pitched sound too for folks who don't know in the weird deception it's a whole alternative mythology for how werewolves were created and so in this story through most of it werewolves don't exist so you don't want sort of over the top growling and howling and all this stuff and um i think you did a very good job of evoking it we wanted a truly organic quality and that was something that we discussed throughout the whole project and in other incidents as well it's like you know using these greater electronic tools but still keeping it feeling organic and real and like you know back to the historic point for a minute i read an article i think it was about the nick and the music score for that and you know, going with more electronic versus you know something that's maybe historically appropriate and i think on some level it also serves the story better because you're sort of creating this soundscape for a world you no one in the audience has lived in and so it's sort of like almost better to do something that serves the story and the mood of it you know, appropriately, you know, as long as it's sort of getting you there and putting you in that world, it works. And uh, people shouldn't be so literal when they're thinking about the soundscapes for their own pieces, you know, and there's so many great tools. So 
One of the challenges it, I, I think folks will find interesting is this is a graphic novel, so it has to loop and it has to work for something that plays over and over and over. As you're going through the graphic novel, it's gonna they're going to probably hear it four or five times. How did you deal with that challenge of having it be a loop and not just a linear piece? Yeah, I th- well, I mean, that's been a really great challenge for me. I, I guess, you know, there's been so many um, great learning experiences working with you, Glenn, on, on this project. And I think, yeah, one of them, the main things like you just brought up is this idea of loops. You know, how do you, um, it's a balance. You don't want something to be too boring because if you hear it, you know, it, it might take uh, one reader, you know, very speedy reader. It might take them a couple of minutes to get through the piece, but others may want to kind of, you know, ponder it and that might take them 10 minutes, 20 minutes. So, you know, it was this kind of balance of making a piece of music that um, could be looped, you know, for infinite amount of, of time. So for me, it's, it's always about... Um, I guess creating sort of differing um, lengths of kind of creating arcs in music that are kind of um, that continue to build even if it's um, repeated so what I mean by that is that you know within this this loop which I think is you know it's only for this one in particular perhaps you know a minute or or so it's it's creating um, something that's harmonically and rhythmically that you can latch onto quite quickly, um, but that it has this effect on you that when you hear it for the second time, you're like, okay, cool. Well, I, I understand that now. And then the third time you hear it, it's like, oh, you really kind of build this attachment to it. So for me, it was about finding this, uh, I think it was the, the low strings I was talking about before. It was finding this this rhythm and pace and uh, harmony that, that had the sense that it was kind of ever evolving and for that I kind of I, I was inspired by um you know it has a touch that the the scale that I use is like a harmonic minor scale so that's a scale that you hear in a lot of music it, you know it's it's a very somber sound um but because of these kind of half steps uh it kind of lends itself quite well to you know you hear it quite a lot in um like African music as as much as you hear it in say Western classical music, it, it has these little movements that are uh, these little half steps that create really interesting uh, harmony. So for me, it was, it was really um, having something kind of quite, uh, let's say quite juicy, you know, quite a juicy, interesting harmony. So that was one way of building the loop. I guess the other way was um, not to kind of load it with, with too much. I think that there's a, a tendency um, as a composer to, if you know you're going to be writing a piece of music that's only a minute long, you kind of want to, you know, pack it full of interesting things. But I think my experience with this and, and with you, Glenn, is, is less is more quite often, you know, because the, the music, its purpose, I feel, in, in this um, case, is to kind of guide the audience along, but it's not to distract them, really. It's not, you know, they, yeah, great if they're aware of it, and that that's great, but I... My job as composer in this um, really is to kind of is to kind of give you some emotional signposts. I think, and uh, I think the best case, um, the best situation for a composer for for, the, for a narrative like this is if you don't even notice the music, kind of that you're that you're so wrapped up in the emotion of it. So, yeah. So with this loop, it was really just about creating something that you can latch onto that um, through your own relationship with it. So through hearing it three or four times, you kind of become more and more familiar and hopefully um, that's matching, you know, your, the story. So really it was just about, you know, that, and I guess from a very technical point of view, 
too, whenever you loop something, you have to be very aware of its shape. So I guess you, if you start a piece using, let, let's use kind of, you know, uh, Western classical um, uh, notation for dynamics. So if you're starting kind of, you know, pianissimo, uh, and then you build a you know forte at the middle. You have to kind of make sure that by the end you're back down to pianissimo again because if you have a very abrupt right. change and it's not going to work well for the loop. So I think that was something that, that I really got into. It's kind of having a crescendo decrescendo. So that that was my experience of of working on this particular piece of music. Yeah, and I mean I think that applies not just to uh, you know motion comics, graphic novels uh, that are online, but um, video games. It's the same challenge. All right, Maxwell, thank you. If anyone's interested in checking it out, uh, it's on weirdception.com, and it's the first incident in the timeline. So check it out. All right, well, thanks.